Hello and welcome to The Good GP, the education podcast for busy GPs. My name is Tim Coe and on the podcast today, my special guest is Dr. Danny Byrne. Welcome, Danny. G'day, Tim. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Danny, um, tell us a bit more about yourself. Okay, well, I'm a GP in Adelaide. Um, I'm also the uh, RACGP chair for SANNT for a bit over two and a half years. Uh, and I also have a job um, with our RTO in South Australia, which is called GPEX, um, doing medical education. And roughly, I think I'm heading to about my 25th year um, in, in the same general practice, Chandler's Hill Surgery Fantastic. in Adelaide. Fantastic. And Danny, you're one of the nice guys of general practice. Everyone loves you. You know, speak about Danny, everyone loves Danny. But there's a dark side. You, you are a dyed-in-wool Adelaide, Adelaide Crows fan, aren't you? Yeah, well, that's my, I would say that's the, the light. That's the force. Yeah, go Crows. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here to talk about iron deficiency, not football. Yep. Um, so let's, you know, talk iron deficiency first. So um, what sort of assessment should a patient have when they're found to be iron deficient? Okay, so we'll, we'll split it into iron deficiency and then iron deficiency anemia because I mean it's a spectrum but um, yeah iron deficiency without anemia is still a, a, a condition in itself with um, so fatigue poor concentration so if you, you do find um, that someone is iron deficient um, but they're not yet anemic should still do at least celiac testing uh, then we'll split into the um, over 50 males definitely need you upper and lower GI investigations and your postmenopausal women um, also the upper and lower GI investigations. Below, below that age um, it's contentious you know, you know what, what if you have a 48 year old you know, and I think that's you know in general practice we talk about the gut feeling you know your patients you've known them for a long time family histories so, that, so that's a really important message and perhaps a question. So mm. if you're over 50 that's significant yeah. basically so even if they say look Danny I, I, I've I've been a vegan for, for 25 years. Yep. You, you're still getting an upper and lower. You are, because they're guidelines. And, I mean, there's, there's always the case yep. um, for the exception to the rule. Um, I'd leave that up to the uh, individual GP to make a clinical judgment. But just as long as you know that's the, they're the, the guidelines. They're the guidelines. Okay. Yeah. So what are the unusual causes for iron deficiency that... that um, people often miss. We, we know you, you talked about celiac disease, yeah. it's a really common one. Yeah, so celiac um, and the vegan diets that you mentioned which are becoming more and more common. Uh, personally, I love meat, so I can't understand it, but uh, they're there. Uh, blood donors are a common yeah, uh, group. Yep. Um, we're more and more and more and more, can't emphasise this, of our patients are on uh, anticoagulants, warfarin, these new NOACs, um, even aspirin itself. So there's a huge, huge amount of um, you know, silent chronic blood loss there, um, uh, and um, and overwhelmingly though, I, in my um, practice, I would have to say we're running about ninety percent of the patients with iron deficiency are females, and it's menorrhagia. Yeah, yeah. And so if they are young females and they just say they've got menorrhagia, that's it? That's it. Just, just take it as said yep. and, yep. and uh, manage that without yep. further assessment? Yep. And, you know, if, if you've got the skills in your practice, like I'm lucky there's 18 GPs at Chandler's Hill Surgery, so, you know, Danny manages the iron and we've got four doctors who know how to do marinas. So yep. all managed in-house. So all, all sort of... I mean, obviously you still ask them about 
rectal bleeding oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. dyspepsia. And you still do the celiac yep. screening. But in that young group? In the young, you know, young woman with yep. iron deficiency yep. in a rage, that's enough, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yep. Okay, great. Um, so you mentioned, you know, the spectrum, low iron um, mm -hmm. and iron deficient anemia. Yep. Um, what are the effects of low iron um, and what do you advise people who have the low iron uh, without anemia? Yep. So, well, usually the, the reason you've done the iron studies is because they're complaining of I'm tired, tiredness. Doc. Yeah. Yep. I don't think we should just be doing it as a screening test, you know, on a well person. But yep. Yeah, the tired patient. So... Um, um, I have to say, when I started 25 years ago, we, we were, it was being pushed on us that if they're not anemic, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, there's more and more research um, uh, in the later years that iron deficiency without anemia is still a cause of fatigue, the tiredness, memory problems. So I, I can just see the hordes of girls out there in mm. year 12 who yep. are trying to improve their concentration. I mean, should they all be on iron supplements, basically? Oh, you do the iron studies first, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, don't want to take medication that's no indication for. So what about lower immune functions? People who say, you know, mm. low iron, low immune function. Look, personally, I can't say that I've come across that in a scientific yeah. um, method, but um, I think as GPs we always... Uh, I think we uh, we believe our patients. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and let's talk oral iron now. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to recommend oral iron, what do you recommend? Okay. So um, definitely oral iron should be our first line treatment. Everyone should give it a go. Um, but it has to be a, uh, a decent dose. Um, so it's really important that you as the GP actually give the patient a brand name. Yep. You know, Ferrograd, FGF, FIFOL, that's got a decent amount of iron, at least 60 to 100 milligrams Indeed. of the elemental iron. Um, because if you just say, oh, you, get, you need iron tablets without a specific um, direction, um, they could end up getting five milligram tablets from the chemist, which is just a waste of time. And, and you know, a lot of people go, oh, I got recommended this iron because it's more bioavailable or absorbable yep. or yep. any... Uh, Iron's iron. Yeah, I, I figured as much. <laughs> but um, the, the reason most people don't like taking iron tablets is because they have um, bad side effects, the GI side effects. Yeah. Um, so um, some common advice, it'll say, it'll say take on an empty stomach, but if you can take it with food and not get the um, GI side effects, then that iron is still better than nothing. Yep. Um, if you can take it three times a week, you can handle that, then that's okay. Uh, if if you can even take half a tablet yep. um, and build up from there, because remember you're needing three months of um, of of constant oral iron to to um, correct your deficiency, and then another three months really to build up your ferritin levels. So um, yeah, it's a it's it's a long time. Okay. Um, so start slow. Uh, and um, people who say that not tolerating it, see if you can um, cut them back on the dose and frequency. So if you so say I see someone with a you know a, a, no anemia but a ferritin of ten, yep. uh, put them on oral iron. When am I going to recheck? For for that patient, um, about six weeks. Okay. Yep. And if what should they be at the end of six weeks? Oh, uh, you, you'd hope they'd be uh, just 
now just roughly because everyone's did, but at least going up to about ferritin 20 20 30 yep hemoglobin hopefully has popped up one gram in that time great if they're taking a full dose of oraline yep yeah and let's talk dietary iron mm. um we so we all know it eat red meat, eat red um, meat. I'm, I'm a fan of a burger myself so i yep. sympathize with you yep. um what other advice are we going to give people with low iron in terms of dietary advice okay um uh, pate is actually the highest. Oh, really? Yeah. Pate, yeah. okay, yep. But uh, you can't go eating a kilogram of pate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, red meat is, is still the, the best. Um, then, yeah, and you know, Popeye and his spinach. Yep. You know, a bit, of a, a bit of an old wives' tale there, I'm afraid. Ah, okay, uh, so yeah. spinach, not so good. Not so good. It's, it's there, but it's, it's never going to beat, beat red meat. Um, the vegans are the um, ones who are in a bit of trouble here. <clears throat> um, sometimes you might even have to go to the point of um, getting some specific you know, dietary advice, allied health help. Yep. For, uh, adv- advice there. And could I get this all the time where, mm. you know, the, the mum drags the teenage daughter in mm-hmm. and she won't eat red meat, she'll yep. eat chicken. Uh, yep, yep. Well, there is iron in chicken, just not as much. So yep. still better than nothing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so vitamin C improves iron? Yeah, there, there is. But still, once again, I wouldn't go to the point of saying specifically saying you shouldn't take vitamin C or you have to have a glass of orange juice. It, yep. it doesn't make that much difference. Yeah, there's, there's actually not much it's, it's vitamin marginal. C in orange juice full stop. Yeah. Um, and tea interferes with iron absorption. That's true. Yep, so tea, coffee, those red wine, those tannins. So avoid them. Uh, calcium. Um and also, um, vice versa, oral iron can affect some medications. So classic is thyroxine. Right. So keep, keep your um, oral iron and your um, thyroxine uh, well apart. Calcium tablets. Um, uh, um, and the other interesting one is proton pump inhibitors, which so many people are on, um, you know, reducing absorption of, of iron. So it gets, gets quite complex, really. Great. So I'm hearing lots of messages there, but the one I'm taking home is to drink white wine with red meat there, Danny. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Look, that's, um, that's a, been a, a great discussion. Um, we're going to come back next week and we're going to talk about iron infusions. I know mm-hmm. you're an expert on iron infusions, so we'll look forward to that. Thank you, Danny, for your time. Thank you, Tim. And that's the end of The Good GP.